name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today our Gospel reading is from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 14. And we have read to us today for our edification the parable of the Great Supper given by our Lord Jesus Christ. And in this parable, God is the master that sets the supper. And he sends his servant that the church says is both Jesus Christ and all who will come into him in this parable. And so Jesus tells him, he says, a man, this is God, prepared a great supper and invited many. And when all was ready, he sent his servant at supper time to call all of those that he'd invited to the supper. And as he goes out, one by one, those who are invited start making up excuses as to why they cannot make it to the banquet that's been set for them. Their eyes were fixed on the things and distractions and busyness of this world, if you look at each one of them. And so they deny the invitation to come to the banquet that the master had set. And the master becomes angry, so he tells his servant, go out into the streets, bring in the poor. Bring in the maimed, bring in the lame, bring in the blind. And the servant went and did so, and they came in in droves. And he went back to the master, and he said, They have all come in, and there is still room at the banquet. And so he tells his servant, Get out of the city, go beyond, go into the highways, go into the hedges, and you invite all to come until my banquet is filled with all. And I tell you that in this parable, for us particularly this morning, but in this parable, we have revealed to us something of the nature of our God. We have something revealed to us of the nature of the banquet that he has set. And we also see something about ourselves as recipients of this great banquet that God has provided and set a table for us in which he intends to join us and dine. First, let's have a look at the nature of God that we see in this parable. And I will tell you this, that we see in the parable of the great banquet, we see that the nature of God is that God is a God of relentless invitation. He invites the folks to come. They make excuses. He's not satisfied with that. He keeps inviting. He invites the lame and the poor. They come in, but there's still room. He never stops inviting. He never stops pursuing those that he desires to come and sit at banquet with him. Because the nature of God is this. God desires you. God desires mankind. He desires all to come and sit at banquet with him and find healing and health and wholeness and restoration. This is the nature of God, the God of relentless pursuit. I remember the very end of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and loving kindness and mercy will follow me. That word follow will pursue me all the days of my life. The nature of God desires us, pursues us, wants to bring us into himself. And what about the nature of this great banquet that he sets and invites us to? With this relentless pursuit. What is set on the table. For those who will come and join him. I want to let St. Cyril of Alexandria teach you this. St. Cyril taught. What was the nature of the invitation? 
Come look, for all things are ready. God the Father has prepared in Christ gifts for the inhabitants of the earth. Through Christ, he bestowed the forgiveness of sins, the cleansing away of all defilement, communion, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, glorious adoption as God's children, and all of the benefits of the kingdom of heaven. It's as if he's mentioning plate by plate. Here's a plate of forgiveness, a plate that will cleanse you, a plate of fellowship. You see what he's saying? He's setting the table. All of these things he's richly adorned at the banquet for those of us who will come. And who does God invite to the banquet? Who are all of these people spoken about in the parable? For this, I let St. Ambrose teach you. St. Ambrose taught that he invites both good and evil to enter in in order to strengthen the good and to transform the disposition of the wicked for the better. He summons the poor, the maimed, and the blind. By this he shows us that human weaknesses do not exclude us from the kingdom of heaven and that the Lord's mercy forgives the weakness of sinners. He sends them into the streets to call because he sent them to sinners, so that they should come from the broad paths to the narrow way that leads to life. Who does God invite the most broken in this earth? Who does he invite the most dysfunctional, the most disordered? In short and in truth, he invites all of us, for we are all of that. And so is everyone else in the world, particularly apart from God. We've just come to the banquet of healing. But this is who God invites to come and dine with him. And when we dine, remaining at table with him, he exchanges our blindness, our weaknesses, our dysfunctions by reordering our lives, by healing, transforming and renewing our very minds. And when he does, the chaos and darkness of our mind and spirit gives way to the peace that he has brought to table, to offer us. This is the heart of your loving Father in heaven, who relentlessly gives invitation to all of this, for all to come and partake of this. And when we speak about the reordering of our lives, I'm reminded of something that Father James spoke to us last week that really, really blessed me. And I've thought about it all week. He said, when we come to this table, to this banquet that Christ has set for us, we gather together in the presence of Christ to be retooled, to be retooled by the one we experience, to be refashioned, to begin to be conformed to the God of love who presents himself and fellowships with us at this table. And I love how he said that. We come to be retooled. He said we enter into those doors, and I've noticed you guys don't sit backwards looking outside, looking at the world from which you came. Where all of, all of us are fed dysfunction and disorders. That's the voice of the world outside of the kingdom of God. Rather, when you came in, you came and you departed that place, letting it go, leaving it behind. And you set your sights in front and up and over and to the altar of God and the kingdom of God, Christ himself, and every benefit that he offers his people. This is where we set the gaze of our soul when we are in this place. Looking to God to have our current way of living and thinking.
collide with the reality of God himself and his kingdom so that we may be transformed and released in the process of transformation. For anything that works against his kingdom within us is working against us. It's working against us. To experience here at the banquet his love, his goodness, his, for his order, his holy order to be manifested to us so clearly that we come to desire it with all of our lives and pursue it all of our days. That we truly become a people who do what Jesus said, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that all of these things can be added unto us. We come to this banquet in authenticity. My friends, we come as we are. We don't come to pretend. We come to not pretend, we come to become. That's why we come before our Lord Jesus Christ. We come with all of our brokenness. We come with all of our dysfunction, setting our face to the healer of it all. And he comes to us with healing in his wings. Every time we meet together, showing us the light of his countenance, revealing to us his nature, and the healing order of his kingdom to us, and from this experience, we are transformed, as St. Paul says, by the renewing of our mind, the healing of our mind. And like St. Paul says, no longer to be conformed to the ways, to the patterns, to the thinkings of this world, so desperately in need of him, rather to be conformed to the God who sits at the banquet in fellowship with us. And all of his goodness all of his love and loving kindness and long-suffering and mercy, everything he shares, we come to join him and become like him, to participate in his nature. And as our transformation occurs in our lives, the world can truly see what the church truly is and what it will always be, a most broken people, that God has desired and sought out so that they come in and join him at this banquet, these broken people, and find relief. And find release. We aren't hypocrites. We're broken. We cry out for mercy, not because we're hypocrites. We cry out for mercy because we need it. Every moment, every day of our lives, and when we experience mercy, our lives thrust toward God because we've experienced such unbelievably unearned benefits. Things we could never ask or imagine. And God brings us to himself at this banquet to nurse our wounds, to unshackle our souls and breathe life into us once again. And as we find healing and the forgiveness of sins, as St. Cyril said, at this banquet table, we become the continuation of the living invitations of God, beckoning this world to come and join all of us at this same banquet. And we also become, as part of our healing, those fountains of living water that we talk about, that Jesus said that we would be, that he would give living water and it would gush out from us to others. The living water that we sang about from Easter all the way through Pentecost in the Vidya Quam, which comes both from the prophetic language of the great prophet Ezekiel and the prophetic language of that apocalypse given, the revelation given to blessed apostle John in Revelation 22 when we sang these words, I beheld water that proceeded from the temple. 
And they to whom that water came were healed. Every one. Every one. We meet together with God and here at this banquet and the waters rush over us with salve and, and relief. We experience that so that we are filled with it. And when we depart this place, we go out now that our lives having been reordered by God, retooled, realigned, we go from here to live out our healing in great thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ. We go to become less disordered and less dysfunctional, more functional and ordered in the ways of the kingdom of God and living from the nature of God himself. This is why we come and this is how we go. And when we depart from here, we become conduits of that living water for others to experience. You want to know what the absolute best witness of the Christian is to a world that has not yet come to the banquet? It's this, and I truly believe this. It's that every Christian take their place at table faithfully. That you come to the banquet for which you have been invited. And you let yourselves be retooled. That you let yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you let the healer heal you and restore you. And that you dedicate your life to this. My friends, if we will dedicate our lives to simply coming by invitation knowing our need. To this great banquet that he sets in the God of the banquet that joins us here. It will be as St. Seraphim of Seraph said. Acquire the, not a spirit of peace, acquire the spirit of peace. That is the Holy Spirit that comes within us and heals us and brings us to life again. Acquire a spirit of peace, he said, and a thousand around you will be saved. And notice that we have said nothing about you having to go out of here explaining a whole lot of stuff about Jesus to anyone. We haven't said anything about words. We haven't said anything about being of eloquent speech. We haven't said anything about having to be convincing. Let God heal you. And your healing, your healing will be the invitation to the banquet. Your healing will boldly proclaim the reality of Christ our God and the love that he is. And when people notice the healing in your life, and they will, and they will ask you what has happened to you, and you will simply tell them, come to the banquet, come and see, and I'll show you the one and the reason for the transformation that you've seen in my life. It's all him, and I can tell you where he is. Come to the banquet. And as you say that, you now have become the continuing living invitation of God to the banquet of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Son.